something to say. Hello everybody, how are you doing today? My name is Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and today we have to talk about the most pressing and important thing that has ever happened, by which of course I mean Dunkin' Donuts is dropping donuts out of their... <laughs> oh boy, you know what? I don't care, I don't actually know when the last time I said let's go to Dunkin' Donuts was... But I can tell you the last time I said, hey, sweetie, why don't we go to Duncan? I I've been doing that for a decade at least already. So, okay. It is kind of funny watching people's heads explode about things. But <clears throat> mine is not one of those heads. I, I kind of want to talk about the new trailer for um, uh, Crimes of Grindelwald. I really do. But I'm not going to do that today. Because I want to watch it like 30 to 60 more times. And I, I have, it gave me all kinds of feels. Like good feels, but all kinds of feels. And I, I, I haven't put them all in a bucket so I can sort them out yet. Needless to say, there's still rocks with my rice and I need a better sit. So yeah, we'll probably be talking about that tomorrow. So if you haven't watched the new, I think they're actually calling it the final trailer for Crimes of Grindelwald definitely watch it I, I i'm very excited about the movie nothing has changed that wise but let's just say no spoilers for those by the way if you don't want any spoilers for the movie do not watch the trailer and skip the episode when we talk about it but for those of you who have followed my discussions about crimes of the crimes of grindelwald i will say i didn't think they would say that i was right about one of my main theories about the plot of this movie until we actually went to the movie, and no, no, it's bam, right there. So, yeah, that, that's actually one of the things that I have feels about that I don't know what to do with, because, like, with so many trailers, I almost feel like I've seen too much now, but that'll be a topic for tomorrow. Oh, man, I am still really looking forward to it. But what I wanted to talk about today, just because I, I've seen so many posts, videos, and podcast episodes dealing with this method of talking about something and it's really been driving me nuts and so i want to talk about this whole is blank the new blank you know i'm sure you've heard some version of this lately you know is is greta van fleet the new led zeppelin no led zeppelin's led zeppelin and they're greta van fleet and they have a great name as to where that name came from and i'm so glad i know it now if you want me to do an entire episode about my love for that band, I will definitely do that, because I've liked them, it seems like forever, but they're really young. Like, I've been listening to them for a, really, for a couple years now. Yeah, that feels weird. Anywho, especially since like, their, new, their first album doesn't come out till later. Anyway, sorry, that just kind of blew my mind a little bit. And of course, there's the ubiquitous, is the Dragon Prince the new Avatar The Last Airbender? And I think the only thing that we can agree on here is Orange is definitely the new Black because that's the name of a show on Netflix. This whole thing really annoys me because, I mean, we could go on. I remember articles, is Saturn the new Black Sabbath? Is Saturn the new 
Led Zeppelin? No, they're they're Saturn. They're a really good band if you don't know them and you're into that kind of classic rock awesome. Definitely check them out. They're a new band. They're all kids and they sound amazing. If you like Grit of and Fleet, you'll love Saturn. Um, yeah, I, there's something about this. And this kind of goes to what we were talking about yesterday with manipulation of nostalgia. And I, I, I hate to keep coming back to nostalgia as a topic because it's too it's almost too easy of a topic because it's on everybody's mind right now because this is the generation of nostalgia properties and they're not even pretending those are actually words being used by the companies that are making the content about the content and that that's, that's bizarre to me all of this is bizarre to me I, I, okay so where do we start is blank the new blank the answer to that question is always no with a few exceptions if anna nancy wilson decided to hire a new drummer and bass guitarist and record a new album you could say is this the new heart because yes it would be because that's the two founding members of heart putting a band together it's kind of like every cult album you could say is this the cult is this cult the new cult and you'd always be wrong because you know ian asbury's gonna have a thing and fire everybody and hire a new band to tour with and then the next album is going to be different people all together because that's how their career went there, there are very few times when you could say that and in, unless you're dealing with like really silly casting things like is so and so the new batman yeah okay we can have that discussion because they're being cast as the new batman but when we're talking about real people being the new real people no one will ever be the new michael jackson no one will ever be the new prince that's another one i saw all over the place a little while ago is janelle monet the new prince no she's janelle monet and she put out a really good album but she's not the new prince she's got a song on there that sounds like it should have been a prince song but yeah she's not the new prince she's janelle monet she's doing what janelle monet does and that's the truth for all of these things the reason a greta van fleet or a saturn sound like led zeppelin or black sabbath or to me the lead singer from saturn reminds me a lot of king diamond but you have to you know if you didn't listen to king diamond and merciful fate you really wouldn't recognize that but because <laughs> you don't know what i'm talking about but the reason they sound like those classic rock singers is because they grew up listening to those classic rock singers i mean a very good example of this is i remember when i was a kid and Lenny Kravitz was just starting to come into public knowledge. And, you know, Let Love Rule, great song, great album. And everybody was asking that stupid question even back then. Is Lenny Kravitz the new fill-in-the-blank? Usually Jimi Hendrix, because, you know, black. Because, you know, we got to bring racism into everything that we do, or it wouldn't be an American discussion, now would it? But no. Lenny Kravitz wasn't the new Jimi Hendrix any more than he was the new anything. Len Lenny Kravitz is the new Lenny Kravitz. And speaking of which, if you haven't heard his new album, definitely check it out. It will blow your mind. It's nothing that I would have ever expected from Lenny Kravitz. And it is so good from start to finish. Every song, very, very good. Definitely check that out if you haven't already. The album is called Raise Vibration. And it's actually really high in on my candidate list for doing a full album teardown like I like to do 
go through it song by song and really get into it. It's, it's, it's a brilliant album. And I've just been kind of trying to cope with it because I have my expectations of what I think a Lenny Kravitz album should sound like. And then there's this album. Because he is a musician and he does what he wants to do. And this is the new Lenny Kravitz. And that's what's going to happen to all these people. Yeah, he sounded a lot like fill-in-the-blank 70s and 60s guitarist slash singers on his early albums because those influences were still very much a part of him. But you look at his career and the trajectory of his career going through Circus, which is to me the album where he really came into his own and all the influences died off. He, he became Lenny Kravitz and it controversially is one of my favorite albums of his because I know a lot of people heaped scorn on it because it didn't sound like what they wanted. But, you know, his mom had just died, people. He was going through a dark time and he wrote a beautiful dark album. Um, those influences eventually recede. That, that's how it is with all authors, all creators, all artists. Our early work shows the inspirations that brought us. The things that we love is very evident. But for society to try to pigeonhole, especially a new artist that's just coming up, you know, and I've done this. I, I believe in the episode I did on Nawaz, I referred to them as saying it's almost like having Prince back. And in some ways, especially listening to their early work before the EP came out, I think in the, the EP they started sounding more like themselves. Um, and I can't wait for an actual full-length album. But, you know, I've been guilty of this too. That doesn't make it right. And it's, it's, it, it hadn't really bothered me until recently because it just feels like everything is getting this treatment. We don't need to pigeonhole, especially young artists, especially young authors. And we don't need to put the burden of just superstar god status onto these projects and people and creators. Is the Dragon Prince the new Avatar The Last Airbender? No, because Avatar The Last Airbender is Avatar The Last Airbender. And I know why it's getting that reputation a lot of the team that wrote for avatar are writing for it it was created by one of the main writers for avatar and shares some of the voice cast visually it's a very different beast thematically it's a very different story it's it's it is its own thing it will be its own thing and it doesn't need to be pigeonholed as avatar i think that actually does it a disservice because at least where we are now there's no zuko character so one of the main storylines present in avatar the last airbender is this idea of redemption i yes there is kind of a redemption storyline in there but it is not a zuko style redemption storyline but by pigeonholing and saying that it is the new avatar it allows you to place your preconceived notions on it and stop thinking is it as good as the last airbender i i don't know i i haven't finished the first season yet because my husband and I have decided to, on shows we're really, really interested in, not to binge them, to kind of take them slowly so that we can think about them and really chew on them a little bit more. And, you know, we're a couple episodes from the end of the first season. I, I enjoy it. I actually enjoy it more than I did Avatar this many episodes in. I was skeptical about Avatar for most of the first season. And, of course, it got 20 episodes in its first season, only getting 10. So... That's also an unfair way to try to compare them because 
if we were to try to put this pigeonhole in here, I would have to say that at this point it is better than Avatar because I'm really enjoying it. I like the characters. I like the setting. I like the world. And I feel like it's going to go somewhere that I enjoy, that I really like. And I'm excited to see the next episodes. By about halfway into the first season of The Last Airbender, I didn't feel that way. I was curious about the show. I had kind of liked where it was going, but I wasn't certain that it knew where it was going. And it wasn't until about halfway through season one through to the end of season one that I realized, oh man, they actually have a plan for this. And this is, it isn't all hype. It's something that they've got figured out. Now, why am I talking about that? Because all of those preconceived notions start getting brought up when you do the blank is the new, is blank the new blank thing. Is Greta Van Fleet the new Led Zeppelin? Well, that's crazy unfair because Led Zeppelin is an iconic band. There are so many songs from them that, you know, if I played the first three notes, you would, if you were a rock fan, recognize. Even if you're not a rock fan, they might actually sound familiar enough that you might not be able to name them. But they haven't been around long enough to have a cashmere or a stairway to heaven or an immigrant song or a lemon song or... You know, any of that. They're just, their first album hasn't even come out yet. Who knows if they're ever going to have that. Most bands don't have that. Most bands that I love don't have those iconic moments. So why are we asking now, before their first album? It's so we can pigeonhole them. It's, it's pure laziness on the part of a reviewer to put them in a box. Or, and this is the real reason here, it's pure marketing. If I say, is Greta Van Fleet the new Led Zeppelin. If you love Led Zeppelin, you're likely to read that article, listen to that episode, watch that video, what have you. It's, it's good marketing because you either love or hate Led Zeppelin. Let's be honest. Nobody's allowed to have lukewarm or not extreme feelings anymore because this is the internet and the internet embraced everything that was bad about the 90s, including that everything has to be extreme or something like that. <laughs> So, of course, you either love or you hate Led Zeppelin. And now, hmm, you're saying these twerp upstart kids are either better than the band that I love, the same as the band that I despise, trying to ape the cachet of a legendary band that they have no right to. Oh, wow, you have automatically created a built-in audience that will have multiple responses to you so that you can generate engagement with your content and thus make it more popular and that's what i want you to see when you see this and i don't think everybody's doing that you know hello future me did a video titled is the dragon the is the dragon prince the new avatar the last airbender and i think the reason he did that had more to do with the fact that he covers avatar the last airbender for me i would almost say is it the new how to train your dragon i think that's actually a, a closer analogy there maybe but even that doesn't work and of course you know he is a channel that covers avatar a lot and so it's, it's a good in for his audience to give them an idea of why they should care about this thing that they may not have heard of you know it's on netflix and it's new but still it's good marketing it's built in engagement bait because there's a, an ample percent of the audience that will be pre-primed to say how dare you fill in the blank and respond and react and get that content out there. This is one of the reasons why I always ask you all to share my 
episodes at the end of every episode because it's not just that usual like share subscribe stuff which of course you should like share subscribe <laughs> but i don't like to play those games i think they're demeaning to the audience i feel like i'm being condescended to when even channels that i like do that one of my favorite music channels did a video titled is led zeppelin the new greta yeah, i'm sorry is grand Veta, I can't talk, is Greta Van Fleet to do Led Zeppelin. And it I didn't watch it for almost a month because I was so upset that they thought so little of me that they would title something like that. It, it kind of enraged me. And so it is important, you know, if you like my content, share it. Because I, I don't tend to do a lot of the clickbait titles that I could and probably should if I wanted to generate engagement but that's not the kind of engagement that I want to be honest my metrics the metrics that I watch for my content it doesn't matter if you know a thousand people hate watch or hate listen I don't make more money I, I don't get anything out of that it might boost me out into the world more and maybe find more people that would like me and eventually contribute to what I do but it doesn't actually help me at all. So I, I, I'm disincentivized from doing that. So that's important to know. It's not that I'm so great or I think so highly of you. Which I do, that I would never title an episode like that. And I can't wait for somebody to go back through my 634 episodes that preceded this one and find an episode called Is Blank the New Blank? Because I don't think there is one, but I've done 635 of these <laughs> episodes i don't remember the title of all of them but it's 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 clickbait it's pure and utter clickbait and it's not even i don't think a valid way into discussion for me what's more interesting about greta van fleet is the fact that they've been able to garner so much attention and have such a classic rock sound is this a sign that the classic rock sound is coming back is this proof of something rick beato said that rock died out of the mainstream because rock bands let go of their blues root and Greta Van Fleet and Saturn and some of these bands that have started making a bit of a buzz for themselves out of you know the rock world have really re-embraced that bluesy sound and have really embraced the, those roots. Is this proof that Rick Beato was right? That's a much more engaging Topic. That's a much more interesting topic and some something that doesn't demean the audience. Now, you may not know who Rick Beato is. You would have to then assume that a proportion of your audience doesn't know who he is, explain what he meant when he said that, and there's a lot more work for you and a lot more asked of the audience in having that sort of a discussion. I think a much more interesting discussion about the Dragon Prince is the style of animation because it appears to me to be cel-shaded, um, 3D rendered and cel-shaded with maybe some hand-drawn elements inserted onto it. I, I really don't feel that it's... And when I say hand-drawn, I know, you know, Flash isn't technically hand-drawn. You know, a lot of animation isn't technically hand-drawn anymore. But there's something about its art style that... I find both distancing and attractive. And when we actually start our conversations about the Dragon Prince, yeah, we're going to be talking about that a lot. So if you haven't watched it, definitely catch up on it. It's only 10 episodes and they're not that long. Like I said, it's only taken me a while to get through it because we decided to you know, do a go slow because I kind of realized that a lot of the shows we binge and I kind of 
it's hazy what happened in the early episodes. It just kind of burns out my memory of the early episodes and trying something different. So I, I, they say when you do a podcast, you should have a call to action and that everything should lead up to a message. And so I guess my message here is don't fall for it. Next time you see somebody beg the question, is blank the new blank? Answer's no. I'm done with you. I'm moving on. Because they're trying to get a rise out of it. They're trying to inflame a reaction, not not even based on the content, just based off the question. Because the first words of the article or video or what have you could be no, but they don't even care if you get that far, because they just want the clicks. They just want the likes, the dislikes, the, the anger. And as somebody who practiced the dark arts of making sure titles were as clickbaity as possible back in the day... I'm just done with it. I, I see the harm that that has caused, and I bemoan my part in that, my little part in that, of have, of participating in that. And I want to have real discussions, and hopefully you all do. Am I just completely off base here? Is this something that I'm the only one that cares about, or do you care about it? Or do you feel demeaned or talked down to when simplistic frames like that are used simply to spark engagement on social media? If so, hit me up on social media. <laughs> yes, you can talk to me on Twitter or my preferred method, which some of you have taken advantage of, and that's to actually leave me a message on Anchor. You can leave up to a one-minute message on Anchor, and if it's good, and please keep it clean. I try to keep this show clean. Um, in other words, no bad words. Um, I will probably use it on the show. I do enjoy that when I get a chance to do that. You can download the Anchor app at anchor.fm and follow me on there. I'm Project Shadow. You can find a link to that and all of my social media accounts over at projectshadow.com. If you want to help me keep doing these as well as the crazy writing projects that I am involved in. By the way, Brian finally read Crucify over the weekend. He liked it. Very excited, especially since I'm about to write the sequel. If you want to read the draft, the dirty draft... (laughs) That has not been cleaned up at all. The draft is up on Wattpad. You can find a link to that at projectshadow.com as well. But I'm going to write all three before I do any touch-ups. So sanctify, here we come. Um, But if you want to support me in everything that I do, if you look at the show notes, you'll see a support on Anchor, or sometimes it's even in the app. If you click that, you can support me at the $1, $5, or $10 level. That really helps me out a lot. Helps me to keep these coming to you. I want to say thank you to everybody who's gone to patreon.com slash cedorset and helped me over there. The few, the proud, the helping me buy things that I need for both the show and for my work. It really does mean a lot to me. And thank you so much to everyone who has helped. But specifically, if you want to help the podcast, do, do the anchor support. That way I can see, you know, which I should be spending my time with. Especially with Nano coming, I I have a lot of thoughts about what will happen to the podcast during that. It may turn more into like an audio blog during that month, but we'll see. Because I'm going to be writing a lot like crazy. Anyway, um, thank you all for listening, for all of your support. You guys are magic. You're what makes this worth doing every day. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.